0: Um, can you just quickly explain how you got to this point? Like was it a mix up? Was it how did how did you wind up with gorilla glue on your head? Well, I did my hair and usually when I do my hair I use a spray called Got To Be Glue. Yeah. But I didn't have any more. I figured if I use the gorilla glue, you know, by the time I come home I could just wash it out. But when I tried to wash it out. It didn't move. And then what happened? Like, what did it feel like when it started to set? Because this is what people use to repair things like cement, which I'm sure you discovered after the fact. Yes, yes. It's just that my ponytail just kept getting tighter and tighter. And at what point after the the first time you applied, or I guess the only time that you applied Gorilla Glue, at what point did you start to get worried that this may be a permanent thing or a lot more difficult to get out of your hair than you thought? Well, I guess about a second week after me trying to wash it out, I got with my sisters, I got with my mom, everybody was trying to give me, you know, different things about what to do to watch it out. But after, you know, that month passed, this is what made me take it to social media. Welcome to the Painful Podcast. I am the Painful. This space is for you. Welcome to the bonfire. This is also... The grounds of fertility. Here we are teachable and we apply the things we learn in our lives and we share those lessons. We call those lessons we share gifts. We also have elders and we are not wandering lone wolves without any guidance. Uh, We apply the wisdom and guidance of the elders for a smooth and prosperous life. That is the only life the elders want for us. And if they do not want that for us, they're not elders. I'm an artist full time. I do many different things. And if you were curious about what I do, my website is jgreenartofficial.com. Here, this space is the communal space, the bonfire, as I mentioned, a huge space where I talk about everything. We just, we come together and um, that's the goal here is just to have a communal space. My website for this space is thepaintedfool.com. I have a Discord for those who like Discord and I have an Instagram at thepaintedfool and I'm, I frequent Twitter a lot. And that is at pot. So feel free to join me in one of those, one of those channels and um, let's go. All right, I just wanted to, get through that. Normally my intro was a lot longer, but I'm trying to reduce my, uh, <laughs> the time I take for my intros, but let's get into this Gorilla Glue thing. And I got to finish talking about Brittany because you already know, you already know, you know, this, my heart is in this, this thing and I have my connection to it. And it's still, people are still talking about it. And more little tidbits are coming out. Even Sam Osgari, her boyfriend's talking now. And it's like, yo, no more cryptic, you know, try to figure it out type of things and, and, and overanalyzing. No. These posts are a bit more like direct about what we perceive and what we think we know. But let's go on to the Gorilla Glue situation. All right. So the issue that people are having is like, yo, why are you thinking that you can pursue litigation because of your own negligence, you know, or your own lack of understanding or whatever the case is? People are like, yo, you're 40 something years old. You apply Gorilla Glue to your hair to to have an aesthetic uh you know to have the style and you ruin possibly ruin your head like your head is coming smooth off by the time this is over and other people are like you know well, she should because it, do, it doesn't include the fact that, you, you know, you shouldn't apply, you shouldn't apply this to your hair on the warning label. It looks like the gotta be glue uh, spray. Now gotta be glue spray for those who don't know, it's it's a, it's a strong hold spray for hairstyles. If you want your hair to, you want some mohawk, you want the spikes, whatever you want, that will hold your hair in place. It's for an aesthetic it's to keep your hair, you know, it's off. It's for hold. Some people use it. It's most commonly used for, for lace wigs. Because it, it holds it really well. You spray it along your hairline, apply the lace, blow dry it on cool, and it keeps that thing like like stiff. So I see why people use it. Um, but, you know, she grabbed uh, Gorilla Glue spray and uh, applied it there and, you know, whatever. So now as far as I've seen so far, it doesn't appear that she's actually pursuing litigation. It's just, it's just a conversation, that it's a possibility. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't think... It would even be a case. If anything, I think you'd waste money. I mean, unless you had a lawyer that was like, "Yo, I'll do this pro bono." Hey, I just, I just love you. You know, you, you verified overnight on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram. You know, and honestly, to to be verified, you have to apply for verification. By the way, but it was it it happened like, you know, the clout, the the fame. It happened overnight, just after, just over that. So people are like a little irritated with the whole thing, just because. You know, there's another person overnight, an overnight sensation kind of over something silly. You have catch me outside. You have you got the whoa, Vicky's. You got random people just, you know, that's that's just what happens. Hey, (laughs) you know, I mean, eventually the fame you had. Remember Sweet Brown? Anybody anybody got time for that? Remember, you know, these there's different people who who just who achieve fame through means of strange strange ways and strange means some some were we'll called stupid some of them whatever the case is but people are arguing in the comments about oh well which you which you need to do that for and, eh, i mean i get it i i don't i don't think it would be wise to pursue especially when you knew that it was gorilla glue so you knew the instructions you know you shouldn't have done it and you did it anyway so I don't even know why Gorilla Glue would even want to pay you for it or, or, or go and get into settlement because you, you have it on, on record that you knew what it was. So it's like, I don't really think that's wise, you know? <laughs> um, but anyway, I just, in my mind, I'm also imagining like, yo, could you imagine if, if this gets big enough, and I don't think it would. I mean, unless you have a lot of people doing it just, just because, but you never know. I could imagine regulations having to, to involve adjusting warning labels and, and how would warning labels need to be adjusted with stick figures, with diagrams, with this and with that, with little packets of what not to do. And, you know, this is my mind going off on a tangent like, yo, I really wonder if, if people really were, would do silly things like this and win silly prizes, could it push the hand of regulations or could it push the hand of, of, you, you. but in this particular case, although it was isolated, it wasn't done out of ignorance. It wasn't done. It was done intentionally done, but the results just weren't expected. But you know, she knew what was going on at any given rate. You know, the lesson I'm sure was learned. I will. I will her mad recovery. I just hope her head don't, you know, she just I just hope her head is cool. She's been applying. She had to apply. There was she went to the hospital. They were applying acetone or nail polish remover to her scalp, to her uh, hair, and it was burning. So they was um using saline and um, a nail polish remover. Unfortunately, it was burning too much and she had to leave. Well, she wanted to leave and just do it at do it at home. And so they, so they sent her home with a bunch of stuff and saline and this, that and the other, but it was burning. She said it was burning so bad that, um, you know, it was, it was just too much. So they got, you know, some of it was off of the back of her hair because, you know, it was, it wasn't all of it. It didn't get back there, but, um, yeah, man, I yikes. I'm just imagining the burning of the scalp and I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't even have thought the scalp would burn. Because uh, simply because you have such that that layer, but maybe it doesn't it doesn't waterproof it. It's not waterproof. It's still it maybe porous, um, the bond of the of the glue. And I'm not familiar with acetone burning skin. I do know that if maybe if there were some tears in the flesh from the uh, the glue shrinking the skin, that's possibility. Or maybe there were chemical burns from the Gorilla Glue, but. You know, just recover. hope your head doesn't fall off and um, just, just do better. So, yo, now back to Britney, because we got a fitness talking about this. Why? Because not only has it, it's continuing to it's continuing to rise. But, yo, page six just put out an article that says she saw the documentary. You know I'm going to read it to you, <laughs> so get comfortable, get, get relaxed, and let's just go. All right, so here's the, here's the headline of the article. It says, Britney Spears left emotional but hopeful after new documentary, and this was written by Emily Smith, and um, let's just go. Britney Spears is emotional after finally seeing the heart-wrenching new documentary about her life, which has left her hopeful she will finally be freed from the vice-like grip of her father and is working on her own version of her tale. After celebrities and fans rallied around the singer following the release of the FX slash New York Times documentary Framing Britney Spears, a source close to the star exclusively told us, Britney finally feels like there is light at the end of a very long dark tunnel the parts of the film that were too hard and emotional for her to watch, the scenes that describe the most difficult times of her life, the relentless media circus, and the harsh focus on her as a young mother. But she feels for the first time in many years that people are on her side and things will get better for her. She hopes that because of this, she will be finally freed from the vice-like grip of her father, who is Jamie Spears. She is also very grateful and humbled by the public outcry. All of the support from her fans and the celebrities like Sarah Jessica Parker, who have spoken out on her behalf. The New York Times Framing Britney Spears documentary covers the rise of Britney star, her mental health struggles, and the mobilization of the Free Britney movement set in motion by her fans. Page Six can also exclusively reveal that Spears, 39, is also quietly working on her own documentary about her life, said in her own words with a top female filmmaker. But under her current conservatorship, she fears her father could take control of the film to paint himself in a better light. She is battling in court to end her conservatorship under her father, which was put in place following her mental breakdown in 2007. The source told page six of Britney's father he is drunk with power over Brittany's life. She wants to work. She wants to make music and perform, but he is too controlling. He has set her up to fail. Brittany hasn't had the proper help she needs to be able to control her own finances, to fully deal with her mental health issues, to be the mother she wants to be. Jamie won't let her have any freedom or responsibility over her own life this summer, her father grounded her for three weeks. Pause. I'm gonna I'm get, get back to this. But what the fuck do you mean, grounded? This chick is almost 40 fucking years old. Grounded? Did you have to use that fucking term? Grounded? Have you lost your mind? Yo, when I've read that, I, I just blew to the moon. I was like, what? Grounded. In 2021, in tw- I'm sorry, in 2020, this is when it happened. In 2020, you, you're grounding a 40 year old woman. If you don't get the fuck out of here this summer, her father grounded her for three weeks because she dared to meet a friend for a socially distanced walk on the beach and a heart to heart conversation. She's 39 years old. Now, it's been rumored The person she met up with is Paris Hilton, but we'll get into that maybe later. Maybe there's some other deeper people, deep divers who who have the tea, the full details on that. He doesn't want her to see her friends. He doesn't want her to meet other people in the entertainment business. He tells her that everyone has bad intentions for her when it plainly isn't true. Even Spears' boyfriend, Sam Asghari, is calling out Jamie Spears for allegedly trying to control his relationship with her. It's important for people to understand that I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles our way the 27-year-old said on his Instagram story on Tuesday. In my opinion, Jamie Spears is a total dick. The fitness enthusiast, who is rarely this outspoken about his relationship with the pop star, added that he won't be going into details about what caused him to speak out because he previously always respected our privacy. However, the Iranian-born actor concluded, at the same time, I did not come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and freedom. Following his social media post, Asgari told TMZ on Tuesday that he hopes he can be on good terms with Jamie, 67, one day, once he starts treating his daughter right. Brittany, 39, has been dating Asgari since the pair met on the set of her Slumber Party music video in 2016. Now, If you ever seen that video, watch it. Uh, That's the first time like we see him and we're all like, oh, he's handsome. You know, who's this dude? And that's the guy she ends up dating. He has like this lightning bolt or something going across his eye. And, you know, the symbolism and all that kind of stuff. People were trying to break down and they try to break down the whole video as like this eyes wide shut type of thing. And it was a conspiracy theory galore. Um, Yeah, the song Slumber Party. Just check it out anyway. Um, Aside from posting pictures from their various vacations, the couple is usually private about the intimate details of their relationship. But he told people on Monday after the the release of the film, I am thankful for all of the love and support she is receiving from her fans all over the world, and I am looking forward to a normal, amazing future together. Although this is the first time Esgari has spoken out against Jamie, Britney has been vocal in court documents against her father being her conservator. In November, Britney's attorney, Samuel D. Ingham III, claimed in a hearing that the toxic singer uh, had become afraid of her dad and wanted him removed from her conservatorship. The court date, the next court date, is February the 11th, 2021. Representatives for Asgari, Jamie, and Britney did not return our request for comment. Boy! It's also something you should know. This is a side note that um, Jamie's, I'm um, Jamie's, uh, Brittany's mother had a uh, petitioned the court to have a like a separate lawyer uh, for the hearing on Thursday, and it was actually granted. So, you know, it, it you know the fans are excited about that. You know that um, there is, there, it's a, it's a possibility. There seems like it seems like things are looking up. You know, so it was um the actual thing that I read was Judge Penny has approved Britney's mother's request for a lawyer to attend this Thursday's hearing. And they attached the, um, the court document uh, as well. You know, this is, this is all public information, so you can't hide it, but I've never, I've never been one. It's not that I'm like super, I'm not searching for this. It's because Britney, I follow Britney as a topic in Twitter. So whenever someone likes or, or retweets something related to her, or if I see her name and anything, it just pops up on my newsfeed. It populates automatically. That's the algorithm for you, you know, so um, I don't I don't do the digging because I have a lot of work to do with myself. I have I'm busy, <laughs> you know, it's it's just good to see sometimes, you know, because lately all of the posts I've seen that has been attached to her name have been all about the Instagram posts, the mascara, um, the stupid comments. Are you okay? You know, girl, fix your makeup. You know, it was just real stupid shit from alleged fans in, in the comment section of just talking crazy. And, um, that's the shit I would see on my, on my newsfeed. So I was debating, I unfollow her on Instagram. I said this already in my video on YouTube. I unfollow her on Instagram because of that, because of the comments and just because of just how strange and how unexplainable it was and just how I had a hard time accepting what it was and what I was looking at I was just like nah this is this is looking strange and the way that people are talking about it and the attention being brought to it right now is just it's too much for me personally you know and I wanted to kind of <laughs> I was like yo the memory that I was ha- that I have the memories that I have of her rather I was like nah like these this this stuff right here I'm not about to taint my memories <laughs> of what I had you know in my teen years but you know things are starting to make a bit more sense and you know and here we are so, you know, th- that's just a bit more information that's coming up. Now, the court hearing is tomorrow, uh, the 11th. So what are we going to what are we going to see? What are we going to hear? Um, maybe later on in the day I'm in the East Coast, I'm imagining around maybe who knows, maybe 6 p.m. I don't know. Maybe they're I think they're in Los Angeles. So three hours after whatever that court date is scheduled for. I'm sure the fans will have the full deets on everything and they'll be talking about it and tweeting about it. Um, but yeah, so I was just thinking again about just the discography. I was thinking about the whole, like this whole thing I remember. So let me tell you just more stuff about me and this kind of random things. Maybe you would want to know, especially if you're fans listening, you're probably hyped about this shit too. I'm about to tell you. So I got, um, I won free tickets on the radio to, to the Femme Fatale tour, which I think was one of her, one of her greater albums. I don't know which I would rate her first, her, like her best album to me. Damn, that's hard. But I, I, I don't know if it would be in the zone. I don't know. Maybe. Shit, it might. Damn, for every reason. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite, per se. I don't have a favorite, per se. Like, I, I just don't. Um, I, I liked them. Well, I like there's certain ones that I like more than others. But anyway, so I won free tickets on, on the radio in June 2011 for the Wells Fargo show, July 30th, I think, or July 20th, 2011 at the Wells Fargo Center. I won them on the Wired 96.5 radio station. Um, I wish I recorded it, but I actually was able to save an image of the, of the tickets I got. And I, um, you know, I shared them on my Facebook and one of my Facebook friends was like, what is this, 1999? I'm like, fuck yeah, it is like, what? I got tickets for free to see, to see someone that I, that was like my Michael Jackson. Are you fucking crazy? Yes, of course I'm hype. So (laughs) I went, I grabbed one of my besties and, um, we had the nosebleed sections, but you know, because a lot of people weren't sitting in the area that we were, we were able to move down a couple seats and get a, get a better view. It wasn't her best tour because she wasn't, she wasn't really at her best. And it was obvious. It wasn't a secret. People were talking about it. And, um, The one tour I wish I was at, though, I wish to this moment that I attended was the circus tour. That is one tour by good golly. Oh, my. Yo, that is one tour that I play like sometimes when I'm painting, at least when the painting has already been established. Like once the underpainting is on, like I don't I can't play lyrical music when I'm sketching, when I'm putting on the underpainting. But once the underpainting is on and once a good majority of the painting is complete and I know what I'm doing. I'm playing live live music. I play the Circus Tour live shows. I play Dawn Richard's live music. I may play a little bit just specifically the Beyonce Experience live, um, whatever like whatever things that took me back to certain points in my life. Like I play certain certain um, certain live uh, concerts and shit. But the Circus Tour was that one tour that had blackout. It had circus. It had her oldest. It was the perfect tour. The energy was just right. It wasn't like it wasn't super, super technical dancing. It was like going to the club. That circus tour, like, if you've seen, if you watch the different videos of people in that, yo, it was like everybody was fucking partying. I, yo, I, I can't, man. People are probably like, no, I like Dream Within a Dream Tour. Like, no, I'm talking about more of the, like, after, after the you know, after 2007 and after that kind of stuff happened, To 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 show up with that energy and to still kind of just like have that not give a fuck energy and just kind of be still have a little bit of that rebellious slash just I'm I'm gonna just show up and I'm gonna just do my shit like it was just it was it was less rehearsed looking show to me and I like that it wasn't as rehearsed looking but the energy was still right and when get naked comes on, yo. I, I like the live version of music more than the studio version of a lot of music. I just do. I, uh, you know, it's just, Oh my God, that fucking, sh- that tour was, if any of you have ever went to that tour, please DM me or just tell me, <laughs> tell me about that shit. Like I, I have a video right now. That's up on, um, that's on, up on YouTube. Uh, talking about um, talking about the the documentary, but I've gotten a lot of engagement on that on that post because I just did. I right now it's a hot topic, but it's it's also something I wanted to talk about for a long time anyway. But I just didn't have. I just I guess I was afraid to do it, you know, because I don't have any people that I talk to about my love for for that for the, for her music and all that kind of stuff. So you now I'm never. Put myself out there either in groups and things. I mean, there's a bunch of different pages. There's like breathe heavy and and all these different forums. There's social media everywhere. I could have bonded and had a bond and whatever easily. But I just was, you know. I guess I was I was too concerned about those who know me. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> no, but um, it was a it was a great. Yo, damn, that tour was great. So um, yeah, but. I think also, my connection to to blackout. Even I remember, I remember just starting work at the call center. I started the call center at you know the, that job at the call center in two thousand seven, March two thousand seven, and um, her. I remember like over in the course of the months, there there were like leaks of the blackout album. It was a I was I was following her heavy then, so it was um it was like little leaks of the album. So I remember. Listening to Perfect Lover, the demo. I was listening to Break the Ice demo. I was listening to Hot as Ice demo. And it was, I think it was called Coldest Fire before the name changed. And I was downloading, I remember like downloading like the, uh, the I was on, I think it was Kazaa. I was on LimeWire, one of them. I was just, I torrented and I was like getting, uh, getting uh, the clips of the, of the album. And it's weird because when the, in the official album released in October of 2007, I was my head was still confused with the demo and then the, the, the regular or the new version or the official version. But I remember I remember I was in a relationship uh, at the time it, it was ending. Uh, it ended around July of August 2007. And then I remember uh, listening to the album more. But then. 2000 it was uh it was like September I would say October when the album hit I was actually in the process of it was like a mini courting process that I was in because I was entering a new relationship but it was so much happening with with myself and then you know with with my parents and we we weren't on the best of terms then and I was I was feeling like this this inner rebellion kind of just anger because there was just we weren't connecting and I was I felt misunderstood or I was misunderstood and I just was it was a lot of clashing back and forth and a lot of things I remember doing that was against what they wanted you know I got my driver's license without their approval like I went out and I got it on my own and I was I was extra um I was just doing things on my own because I didn't want to wait like I wanted to become an adult I wanted to just step into adulthood. I had this thing with aging. And even now I, I love aging. Um I'm not trying to make myself age, but I mean like I love aging. But I just enjoyed that the process of, of of freedom. Also I was sheltered. So I didn't have the experiences of many people did when they could just go to their friends' houses and just explore and this and that and the other. So I was ready to go. I was I was it was just for me, I'm like, yo, I wanna live. So October happens, the album releases. I'm in the process of like, I'm talking, I, you know I'm in, getting in a new relationship, playing the album my way to work, feeling really angry and you know, fuzzy in the head and just like all over the place. My relationship is like official, November 7, 2007. And uh, things just got like really serious. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is a real relationship. How, how, am I, how long am I going to hide this from my parents? Like, I'm sure they know. And like, I was, I remember me going through an artistic phase where I was, you know, creating graphic art around my life changing. I, put, I had a, I literally took a picture of myself and, um, I put myself, I cocooned myself and I, you know, I made a cocoon. I took a picture of myself and I wrapped my, like I composited this image of, of like cocoon material around my body. And I even stuck the image in the upper corner of my bedroom uh, in my bedroom when I lived with my parents. And, um, they were like, yo, what is this? Like, what are you going through? Like, what is this? You're like, you're not making any sense (laughs) because I'm, I'm an artist. And you know, I was, I was deeply involved with my art. I was, I was actually with my, my previous relationship at the time. Like I was doing a lot of digital work for him. I was working, well, not for him, but I was working with him and doing stuff. And I was helping him with his um with his illustrations, with his fashion um his fashion sketches, and I was putting um, illustrations behind the you know behind the sketches. I was cutting them out and compositing little scenes and things. and it was crazy. but um I was super artistic then. So my parents were like, yo, what like what are these little symbols and these signs and these things that you have in your room? Like, why are you in a cocoon? and are you did you take this picture while you were naked because I didn't have a shirt on, but I had on like, I had on underwear, but the cocoon was covering that. So you didn't, you couldn't tell I had an underwear on, um, and they were like, what is this? And it was like, I was so misunderstood, but I knew that I was in this metamorphosis process. I knew that something was happening, but I just couldn't articulate it yet. So it was a misunderstanding. And then the relationship happened and I was like happy, but it was conflicting because like, yo, like they're going to find out. And what, it was crazy. So eventually. I would I it I was entered into a hair show. I had hair at the time. I would had an obsession with hair. And I think that was also because I'm a Leo rising or I'm under Leo Rising. <laughs> I've always I love hair to this day. And I remember I was getting my hair braided from my from my one stylist. If you're listening, Kat, what's up? I love you. <laughs> and she invited me to a hair show and she put me in this this hairstyle where I had a bunch of crayons in my hair. And I was, it was this weird hairstyle. And um yeah, and I walked the hair show, and it was I don't. Ugh, it was so embarrassing. I was super feminine back then. Oh my God, the memories, Jesus, Christmas. But I ended up walking on the hair show, and somehow my mother, right, Scorpio. You know, Scorpio women—they're like the the private, the most private of private investigators. They will figure something out. They will do the digging, and they will figure some shit out. I have Scorpio that have that have found some shit out for me, the best ever. <laughs> um. But yeah, she went she went to the salon that I that I went, got my hair braided at and she, you know, inquired about it. And then somehow my hairstylist kind of just told her that, you know, oh, yeah, he and his boyfriend. And it was like. <gasps> it was like you could hear. A fucking pin drop. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my mother comes home. It's like about six or seven o'clock at night. Uh, Maybe it probably was earlier because, you know, daylight savings time change and it was like weird. And it was like, what do I hear this here about you going to you in Atlantic City doing a hair show with your boyfriend? And I'm like, oh, fuck. So that's how it happened, y'all. I'm like, it it was just in. But in my whole head, I felt hazy and fuzzy and confused and angry, but rebellious and, and just sad and it was so many emotions so it was tumultuous 2007 for me was tumultuous as fuck 2007 2008 2009 2010 and 11 was the most the most challenging years of my life i'm not even joking (laughs) so yeah so blackout (laughs) my connection to blackout has a lot to do in connection with my own personal um that whole period of my life, at least from 2007 to about 2009, you know, even the circus era, it was just the strangest era of my life. Um, but yeah, lo and behold, you know, here I am now and things are tremendously better, <laughs> but that's, that's my connection to blackout. So sometimes when I, now when I hear it now, it doesn't carry that same, that same effect that it did for me then, but. You know how we all have our own memories attached to, to certain songs. My memories attached to that song at the time were like, were just as tumultuous as I perceived um, her life was. Even though it, they were never compare, for me, it was, it was dark. It was a dark period from, of my life. So my, my entire teens. So some people is different. Some people, maybe, maybe they have Ariana Grande or they may have somebody like, um, you know, Drew Hill. I don't know. They had. They may have DMX. <laughs> you know. For me, it was it was Britney Spears. Some people had Michael Jackson, but for me, hey, it was Britney Spears. You know. Some people may have Josh Groban or or uh Carrie Underwood. Nah. So, um, yeah. But it was it was great. It was it was a great. Thinking back now, like how everything has um has tied into place. My goodness. <laughs> What did I say all that to say? I don't even know. But all I all I can say is that uh, this is why I'm excited about this whole thing is because. Maybe because for me, I think I'm kind of uh, there's like a parallel fr- from like this sense of stepping out of this sense of maybe. Um, this internal prison that I've, I've been in with myself, with hiding myself and and, and not being as vulnerable And even though I've never been in something as severe as a conservatorship, there's still been this sense of, of, um, being controlled by something. And that, that control was, was of my own doing, you know, it's something that I elected myself because of, for a lot of different, for a lot of things that have had played into my life. But, uh, eventually when I decided to leave a lot of things, I still carried that with me. So. I think for me, I, I get why everyone else is hype. For me, I think I've become way more of a warrior in my head <laughs> for those who are struggling to step out and be themselves and vulnerable. That is the most powerful thing. And you have the most authority over your life when you can own your vulnerabilities and you can say yo this is this these are aspects of myself that i don't care how it appears to you i really don't care this is this is me and um whether you like it or not i'm gonna do me and that's just what it is and when you decide to do that is when you are 1 million percent free and if those who fuck with you fuck with you they stay and if those who don't they don't and you move on but you have officially freed yourself from some for some people decades of a prison that they place themselves in and the feeling you'll want everyone else to feel the way that you feel, which is completely free, free mind, everything. Just just go and live your life, you know, and a lot of the things that I used to harbor and, and, and hide, you know, my love for certain things. I stopped hiding. You know, I, I see I've heard um, it's gotten back even about my, you know, just about the things I've been, I've been showcasing on social media, you know, my, my clothing and how, you know, now I'm being, you know, looked at as a materialistic person and all this kind of shit, you know, like as if I'm buying things for social media. No, I've, I've always had those clothes. (laughs) I just was afraid to show up in them because I've been, I've been afraid of how I've been perceived always, which has been, oh, you're so uppity, you're so this, and you're so that, and you, and I'm just like, no, I just, I like nice things and the nice, the things that I like aren't name brand. They're actually cheap. (laughs) I mean, I have a couple of things that are name brand, but nah, like, and then having to explain that, I said, I don't give a fuck about explaining that shit. These are all, they all play into your freedom. Like not giving a fuck just plays into your freedom. So I think that's why I like that circus tour the most. It looked like I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like watch it, watch it yourself. You'll see just the the way that is the the dancing, all of it, just the speaking, all of it is just like it's wild looking. It's like okay, <laughs> I'm gonna show up me, you know. So anyway, um, please, the court case is tomorrow. If you'll be watching, or not watching, but paying attention, I will be too. And I'm trying not to make my podcast just a Britney podcast because. <laughs> I talk about so many other things, but yeah, this has been at the, t- the forefront of my mind right now because, as you know, you know. <sighs> I'm excited about this whole thing, and I like how um, different people are coming together. You, your DMs, I mean, I've gotten a lot of DMs about this podcast, the previous podcast episode, rather. Shinkies, thank you, first of all. This thank you, seriously, thank you for this. Thank you for telling me that you liked what you heard. Uh, you were, you know, you listened to me while you were cooking or you listened to me while you were washing your clothes or you were, while you were driving. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the comments. Thank you. Thank you for it. Seriously. Um, I appreciate it. I, you know, it's, it means a lot when, when you make that, that extra leap of being a bit more vulnerable. And that's something that I've been. I've been making a vow to showcase myself and just show up more vulnerable and just be me. like if I can't be me then yo like that's that's dumb. <laughs> so, you know, I'm 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 gaining a couple a couple friends and or associates who who share that same love and I'm not afraid of being a part of any types of of spaces in which we share that love in common. And um yeah, so Who knows, you know, these, these types of connections is how you make a difference. Anyway, you never know the types of things that you, the type of people you meet and how life changes for you when you show up authentically you and you share your love and share your joy for a thing. You know, one thing I know works for me is my joy. That's my, that's my armor. You know, that's not even an armor. That's just my, that's my, that's my gift, (laughs) you know, so I understand, but guys, Pay attention to the pay attention to the news, (laughs) pay attention to the articles, Um, please. If you are on Twitter or if you are on the Instagrams, if you on YouTube, whatever, yo, just hit me up and just tell me what you think. Continue to comment in the comment section. Continue to just message me or whatever and give me your feedback about just whatever, because I like talking about this kind of stuff. I genuinely do. And, I, you know, I may take a little bit to reply, but because I'm, I'm busy working, but even still, like, I like it. Anyway, all right, guys, I'm out. Until such time. Peace.